Graphic design empire. Take control of it. Do you know what? These are really great questions. If you want it, you're just going to find a way to get it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. This episode was recorded back in March 2020, and just before uh, all the coronavirus really, really started to happen in the UK, um, it all is completely still relevant as well, which is really interesting for this podcast. It's almost like time is frozen still. Um, this podcast will be more relevant as well over time. Uh, this is one about networking. It's one about um, making friends, making co- uh, connections within the community and within the industry. Um, also, just how to how to build friends for uh, for a career as well. So it's a really really interesting podcast with Dave. Dave is um, in my eyes the best communicator in the industry. Uh, made so many friends in the industry. Has connections everywhere. Knows everyone. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And I really really enjoy chatting with Dave about uh, his passion of building that connections and uh, making friends. Uh, also, we've given away three of Dave's books on the uh, on the Creative Waffle newsletter. Um, which has, has now been out and has now been given away. So congratulations to the winners. Um, and uh, if you want to win uh, books like Dave's book, uh, how to do that in InDesign, um, you can you can sign up to the Creative Waffle newsletter, creativewaffle.club uh, slash newsletter, I believe. Um, but yeah, creativewaffle.club for all of the latest podcast goings on um, and news and reviews and uh, write-ups of the podcast and uh, notes from each show um, and uh, yeah, cliff notes, I guess. So yeah, without further ado, let's get into the podcast. This episode was recorded with Hannah um, as well back in March. I uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. How do you how do you network? How do you grow your, your network and, and people around you and use it in the future? And, I guess, um, are you talking about like while we're in this stage, like how to network while we're in this transitional phase, I suppose? Is that what you're saying, Mark? I'm just any, trying to gain, gain clarity. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any time of the year, it doesn't have to be last strain coronavirus, but uh, yeah. So oh, well, yeah, but. <laughs> oh, I, think, yeah. I think, it. no, I think it's a valid question because this is, this is where networking comes into its like best situation. Because if you don't build a community, you can feel very isolated right now, very alone. It's all, it's all very well being, you know, I'm invincible. I can do this by myself. I don't need anyone's help. Then all of a sudden, when some someone pulls the rug from under you, you have no support network, and and it's you know people are people are people. We behave the way we behave, and that you can't just demand things. I mean, we were talking off air about a situation that I'm not going to repeat, but <laughs> there, it was an example of somebody kind of demanding something with no real effort. There, there was no intention to be part of anything. It was a demand, like a I always forget what the word entitlement. I think that we're in a world where like England in the World Cup, trying to get to the World Cup. They're always yeah. It's like every every four years, we always think because we won it fifty odd years ago, we're entitled <laughs> to win it again, and we're not. We have to we have to try hard. But but community at the moment, I'm seeing this is where it pays off. And uh, and I've relayed this story to Mark in the past. You know, when I was Mark's age, uh, I was invisible. You know, I was, I wouldn't say boots or a goose, nobody knew, you know, I had a close, close group of friends, but there's no way I would have done the kind of things Mark's doing now at his age. A, computers weren't even around, (laughs) but I would, I I never had the confidence to like stand up in front of people or put myself out there or whatever opportunities I would have had then that, that wasn't my personality. So I think, 
somebody my age giving advice to a 22 year old is like my experience is different because my personality is much different so kind of it's a big 30 year spread <laughs> and a lot happens in 30 years but ultimately it comes down to good manners and if there's one thing I've learned from being around community and a group is good manners um, can really take you a long way, you know, and, and pushing yourself out the com comfort zone a little bit, you know, going like now, going out for a walk in this environment that we're in, I say good morning or good afternoon to anybody I walk past rather than put my head down and mm -hmm. be like, you know, you're it, you've got the lurgy, don't look at me. It's even just sim simple, just simple manners like pleases and thank yous and sending, uh, you know, if somebody does something for you, send them an email afterwards thanking them. Or if you see something that somebody does that uh, helps you, just send them a note. Just, just somehow, just be polite because one of the things that you know, because we because we're so close knit now through social media and and technology is our our names are out there more so bad behavior and rudeness will travel a lot quicker than it ever used to you know i could be horrible to someone in the pub 20 25 years ago and probably the only people would know about it were the five people in the pub that i was rude in front of now if i'm rude in the pub to somebody someone can video it put it on social media it ends up on reddit before you've gone to bed, <laughs> you're getting like death threats. So, <laughs> so the way we behave now is really, really important because of the amount of eyes upon us. And, you know, we, we are judged. Um, I've, I've just discovered through my friend setting up an account. He goes, oh, go and check my video on TikTok. That's like a, <laughs> that's a weird, that's a weird place to look at. But we're, we're, we're consuming all this media at the moment. We're, we're putting ourselves out there and the way we behave is really, really important. So online and in person, I think it's important to be the same person. You know, mm -hmm. don't pretend to be like I've, I've talked about imposter syndrome. I think it's on next week's Feasting on Design. I talked to Jason about imposter syndrome and me being older, I'm a little bit more grumpier. And when I hear things in the industry, it just feels like, Oh, you know, like somebody finds a, you know, these things on Snopes where it's a hoax letter. I'll pass this on. If you get an email from so-and-so, it means they're going to hack your iPhone, send it mm -hmm. to all your friends. As you start, people see language and situations and quickly go i want to i want some sympathy from that I, i'm going to use that one and then the next person does it and before you know it everyone's talking about the things they're suffering from that they're not it's just a it's a, it's a way of gaining attention for right. me imposter for me imposter syndrome the dangerous thing about imposter syndrome is people who pretend to be something that they're not rather than you or I thinking, oh my God, I don't deserve to have these 20 clients that are paying clients. I don't feel I'm good enough. You've got 20 paying clients. If you weren't good enough, you wouldn't have them. You know, so be appreciative of what you have got rather than being like, oh, poor me, I don't deserve this. Because all you're really doing is you're fishing for attention. <laughs> right. And people going, oh, hun, you you're the best. You know, you'll keep, <laughs> keep going. And there are people who do suffer from it, but I've never seen... I've never seen a BT worker 
digging the hole out of out in the front of the you know putting the telephone lines in saying to his mate mate i don't i really don't think i'm qualified to hold this shovel <laughs> seriously there's people can dig better holes than me i so i know it sounds really harsh and i'm tarring everyone with the same brush but for me the dangerous thing of imposter syndrome is pretending to be somebody you're not because mm-hmm. you will get caught out so quickly mm-hmm. and when you're in company and when you're at an event and suddenly people are aware of who you are and how you've been promoting yourself and you can't deliver that, that's really harmful to your reputation. And, and your reputation is really important right now. You know, I love that if somebody talks to Mark about me, I, I like to think Mark's instant reaction is a smile and a positive comment. And the same is if I hear Mark's name, I'm very quick to promote him. Mm. rather than be it's enough about mark let's talk about yeah. me <laughs> um i'm very quick to promote mark i'm very quick to talk about his his like pl- many all of his pluses and you know there aren't any any minuses he's ever had he's worked on and he knows that mm. and i think that's important building a reputation that is is um authentic for want of a better word mm. is the the more you can be you around other people they haven't got us they haven't got to do any hard work with you they you you just accepted so i love now that in my last 10 years of my career where this has really blossomed for me from you know and and we're talking age 44 to 54 it's been the best 10 years of my working life so late (laughs) no it's never too late but i love it when whilst you know my wife might not be happy with me for something i didn't do in my design community i love that i get feedback where people will say things like ah we were talking about you yesterday and everyone says oh what a great guy you are or how how supportive you are or how generous you are that has that has to be genuine Mm -hmm. you you have to you have to work on that it doesn't just come straight away mm-hmm. and yeah. i like you know i like supporting mark financially yeah supporting through social media uh events promoting him telling people they should know about him or the podcast that's that's just nice things to do they, they shouldn't even they shouldn't you shouldn't do it because there's something in it for you you should just do it because it's a nice thing to do mm-hmm. and it builds and it builds and it is like <laughs> It's like it's like a virus. It travels, <laughs> it travels around very quickly and touches a lot of people. And before you know it, everyone's talking about you. But <laughs> COVID, David, two completely different things. <laughs> yeah, true, that's yeah. Very, that's a very good um, comparison there. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, deadly. That's that's a really good introduction to to, to networking and um, and a few good points of of what you should. Yeah, it should be like and one of the things that came out to me when i first sort of met you when we first went to that first uh, creative south when we first when we first 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 yeah. um <laughs> we went to creative south uh is that you know the people that are around you as well the, all these amazing design people and you told me they're all on your level everyone's on the same level here and yes that's the thing that took me a little while to realize but when i came out second year i was so much more relaxed yeah and I mean, that's how I met you, Mark, too, is, I mean, I heard you on Honest Designers, and then I, of course, was listening to the podcast, and I 
I always put these people on these pedestals and like, there's so much, they would never talk to me. They're so much higher than me. And I was always afraid to network because I thought I'm very low on the totem pole and nobody knows who I am. So nobody's going to care, but it just took one message to Mark and we were chatting it up and then I got on the podcast and then now I'm on the podcast and Mark, you've definitely taught me like, just do it. Just talk to people, just start, get yourself out there. Just there we're all on the same level we're all humans we're all people just start meeting new people and hannah if you take that totem pole and lay it on <laughs> and lay it on its side you're all at the same level yeah true anymore you're mm-hmm. all made out of the same piece of wood yes so so like i get why you feel like that because my much told story of aaron draplin only yes. came from to, to like really shrink it down was i saw a blog I never knew who he was. I researched him. I contacted him. It came about, he came to the UK. We met. We're now friends. And last night we were texting each other. It's, mm-hmm. I, I never set out for that to happen. Right. But at the same time, I never even thought he'd respond to the first email because sometimes you've just got to throw an email out there and see what comes back. And mm-hmm. if you don't get it back, don't hate the guy. Don't, don't be, oh, he's too good for me. He's busy. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's probably got another 50 of me asking for, for a, a piece of him. So sometimes those things come out good. Sometimes they just take a little bit longer. And the, the thing Chris Doe said, uh, Creative South last year, which I thought was good, was adding the word yet to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't draw yet. I'm not good at communication yet. We've we've all got a bunch of downtime right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a great it was a great meme. I wish I could share with you. But if you watch the American Office, there's a meme with Dwight and Angela, and uh, he's standing there talking, and she's standing next to him. And then there's this bit where she says hello, and he looks around scared. And it's something about um, oh, I I never have the time to learn anything. And then the next image is her, and then she, it says like she's time, and it's his reaction. It's like oh crap, I have got time. I've got no excuses now. <laughs> so true. as designers, as design community, and me included, we've got an opportunity now to kind of sit down and take a breath and look at the world around us and look at the community. You can't be part of all of it because, like I said earlier if I responded to every invite to every hangout throughout the day, I actually won't get any work done right now is work is what I need to be focusing on. I'm lucky I've got a day job. Um, and for as long as designers are still creating and using Adobe illustrator and then want Adobe illustrator to do what it's supposed to do. <laughs> we love, love customers, mm-hmm. but there's a balance between being an active part of a community and still doing what you've got to do to put money in the bank so the community will help so you know like dustin dustin lee for example is he's a he's such a nice guy and he's part of an he's part of a different community so you know that thing with secrets is between us three if i tell you to a secret and i think i trust mark and hannah that's we're cool but you two have each got two more people mm. that you'll share secrets with. And so we can all be part of, of different communities, but we can be like the Venn, di- is it the Venn diagram? Mm. So there's yeah. people where we cross over. So we can be um, like you 
like Mark's one of my best mates and I've got another best mate, but I'd never put those two together. Mm-hmm. One of my mates and Mark will probably never, ever get on, but they're my best mates and it happens in communities as well. So there are, me and Mark have had many conversations. There are people in the community I don't get. I just don't <laughs> get at all. Some inspirational speakers I don't get. <laughs> Mark knows who I mean, but each to their own. yeah each to their own it's like we're inspired by different things and therefore we find ourselves in different little communities so like don't try and be everyone's best friend in every single community because you're way self thin and it goes back to the <laughs> <laughs> there Dave he's chasing you yeah. <laughs> so what yeah yeah so, so yeah huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, poor impression of him uh, listeners um, only, uh, it's Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Oh, I thought so, we were names. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, so So just to clarify that, and, and those people that I, I've spoken about publicly and privately, is it goes back to the, I don't necessarily have to subscribe to what what they do and how they go about their business, because they do perform they do give validity to some people. Yeah, there are some people who can't get up in the morning and start the day without watching somebody or listening to something. I think that's dangerous because I think you're putting too much reliance on, you know, if you take that person away, are you telling me you can't get on with your day? Mm-hmm. Mm. Like you, you can yeah. get on with your day. Because yeah, if you're lying, it's like a drug then, isn't it? You're lying exactly, on Exactly, yeah. And it's an excuse as well. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because those people feel you know, feel like that sort of thing earlier with Tim Ferriss. I'm not a big Tim Ferriss fan, but I don't dislike him. But I was watching an interview and he said something really interesting. But I actually wrote it down. And it was, he brought out a cookbook. And they were asking him, why did you bring out a cookbook? He said, because I went online and I looked at what the community was saying on Amazon and places about other cookbooks. It was like, great book, but I wish it had more about this. And, oh, great book. I wish it had more about that. So he made notes of all the things that people said, I wish it had more of. And he wrote a book that had all of those things in. Oh, wow. Smart guy. Yeah, smart guy, because he (laughs) listens and he watches. And so whilst I don't have to listen to every single thing that Tim Ferriss might say or that Gary Vaynerchuk might say, there are nuggets that resonate with me, but I don't have to, like, accept verbatim every single thing those people say for me to get on with my life mm-hmm. because it's not relevant like I, said, I joked to mark when someone's telling me not to worry about the money and they're sat in the back of a limousine being taken to an airport to go f- fly first class to an event where they're being paid a quarter of a million mm-hmm. yeah. don't tell me not to worry about 100%. money it, it yeah. doesn't it doesn't relate yeah, um, yeah. that's a, a really good point about uh, listening as well uh, bringing them back to networking because um, it's not all about podcasts and about having a go at Gary Vee days. No, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was only two minutes and I was positive about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, what am I saying now? Networking, listening. Yeah, uh, listen to the person you're trying to speak to as well. Okay, so let's, okay, instead of doing that, let's, let's start from the beginning. If you're going to yeah. an event, how, how do you go to an event? Like what's, what, <clears throat> what, are you, what should you look for when you go to a design event? So... If I take the first ever design event I ever went to, which was in 2010, and it was Photoshop World, and I'd been learning online, and there was a group of instructors that I looked up to, and I wanted to, I'd just become their 
like evangelist i threw a few emails i become an evangelist and i wanted to go and see what it was all about i, I knew nobody i was going in blind i was going to las vegas for the first time ever on my own the trip cost me about two thousand pounds so firstly whilst things <clears throat> people say it's expensive it's the difference between expensive and affordable so if you can justify an expense on yourself and you can afford it i recommend doing that so i paid all this money i'm going to mandalay bay in las vegas not knowing a single person thinking i'm going to be a tiny little fish in a massive ocean and there was about three thousand people there and i just didn't know what to do because i still wasn't overly super confident but i was more confident than i'd been the previous 10 years so i was what 44 at the time so you think at 44 you should be fairly confident so i was in the queue registering at the, at the um at the hotel and there was a guy right next to me in the line who i could see that he had something photography related on him so i was just like oh you here for the event as well and he was like yes yeah, my first time and i was like yes yeah, my first time what have you come for and he lived in hawaii we're still really good mates to this day but that was the first person i met and i started chatting and they're like oh so you haven't been before and what you know what are you expecting so straight away i had somebody in common that when i bumped into it just made me relax a little bit but then you know the next day when the event kicks off there's this massive keynote and i'm sat there on my own thinking I'm, i think i'm out of my depth here i think this might be too much for me too big for me i don't know that i'll what i'm going to get from this and then over the course of like that, that first evening, I went to this meetup thing and started chatting to this lady who happened to be in there early as well. Because I'm super keen. I've gone down there and found my little corner. And we got chatting and became friends really. You know, she was from America. She was from California. We were talking about she was like a lot of Americans. Have, they love the English accent. So straight away, <laughs> they want to talk to you. And that that calmed me down a little bit. It's like, wow, the first two people I bumped into, I've had really com good conversations with. And then the, the place started to fill up and like, people came over to her because they knew her and they didn't know me. So I got an introduction. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the key things. We'll come back to that, the introduction thing. But from that first event, I then that gave me a little bit of confidence to go up and talk to a few more people, partly because I had the accent as well. Um, then one of the actual... <laughs> one of the main guys from the Photoshop, they, they were called the Photoshop guys. Dave Cross came over and stood and started chatting because he knew Teresa. And I spent an hour chatting to a guy that I just spent the last two years learning from. And he was just a normal bloke. And it was at that mm -hmm. point I realized, actually it's not like I'm in the dressing room with Rolling Stones here. I'm, and they're too, you know, they are mega famous and I'm down here. Is these are just people doing a job, and and that was a my first experience of a community. By the end of those three days, I'd met Scott Kelby, I'd met every single one of the instructors. They all knew my name, only because they were nice people. I made a bunch of friends who, ten years on, we still send each other Christmas cards and keep in touch on social media. So it made me kind of realise: a, invest in going to an event. And test yourself b you're no different to anybody else there you're all in the same boat whether you've been before 
you go with a purpose what, what, what am i what do i want from this event do i want to learn do i want to meet people do i want to come away with, with contacts you know there's so many different things but you've got to go and do it first anyway and when people say oh i wish i could go i wish i could go it's like well you can it doesn't need a wish to go you don't have to win the lottery to go you just need to save up and work out where do you want to invest in yourself so you could stay at home in your bedroom just buy creative cloud and sit and and just be yourself all day and never go out and meet anybody or you could just go without something once a month put some money by go to an event and your world will just go and open up and going back to introductions is once you've chatted to somebody what really helps is let's say i'm at an event with mark and he really wants to meet rob zilla and you've never met him before i will go and introduce mark to rob rob will trust mark because he trusts me i would never take mark to rob if i thought mark was going to be embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> so the way you behave with people whatever your age the way you behave around people will make them want to introduce you to one of their friends or somebody that they've built up respect and trust with and that that carries a lot of weight because then you know you and rob will have a different relationship to me and rob in the same way you'll have a different relationship with aaron than i've got but you're also 22 and aaron's 44 aaron's 44 and i'm 54 there's a closer gap in our age and sensibilities so the relationship will be different so when i've had a couple of people say to me oh have you got aaron's details i want to be friends with him too it's like well, that's the worst that's the worst yeah. way of doing it you don't get to demand you don't get to decide that that that's mm -hmm. kind of an evolution of of community although if you were an event you could say oh, i could say aaron uh, i could say dave you know, Aaron Jobbins just over there. Could you introduce me to him? Yeah. Or That'd you could fun. go up and say, oh, hi, Aaron. Nice to meet you. I'm a friend of Dave's. Yeah. Right. Um, and if you are genuinely a friend of Dave's, yeah, that will do it. But yeah, I don't go up to him and say, I'm no. a friend of Dave and you don't know him. <laughs> I've, had, uh, I've had people when I, was in, when I was in the early days of Kelby One, of uh, what was the National Association of Photoshop Professionals at the time, the NAPP, um, somebody I knew saw that i was getting invited out to america and there were some perks for me for being in it you know i was making really good contacts and friends and you know the the book having the book happened because i made friends with the guys that ran peach pit at my second photoshop world by helping them out with something so this guy contacted kelby one and basically said i'm a really good friend of dave clayton's um and I like what he's doing for you, but I actually think I could do more. And I wondered if you'd consider having me as the evangelist instead of him. That email came back to me <laughs> and I got to read the whole thing. And I was just like absolutely disappointed by somebody who I kind of trusted and helped saw what I was getting and decided I don't care about my friendship with Dave. I just want all the free stuff. So went completely over my head, used me as an introduction, and then basically said, I think I, I want what he's got, but I don't want him to have it. Mm. And that email came back to me, and I had a phone call with that person, and he never did it again. Because he learned the hard way. You, you can't just 
you can't just do that. You can't just step over people because it, you don't know what their friendships are with others. Right. And that leads me, I had a question kind of when you were talking about like introducing to Aaron and so on and so forth. Have you ever like had an image of somebody in your mind and then you got introduced to them and it was like complete opposite of what you thought or like their reputation was built up and then kind of like you were saying, like you should always be nice to people and kindness gets you a long way. Have you ever met someone and then they just weren't kind or like your expectations of them weren't exactly what you thought? You don't have to name yeah, names. This one but I'm just saying like, um, that's a good question because off the top of my head, unless Mark can prompt me, off the top think of my of head. That we both agreed on. Okay. Off. I don't know if you should name name. But. No, don't don't name names. But right. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just like, what would you do in that situation? I guess, or like. Uh, I can edit it out. Yeah. yeah. Or I'll write on a piece of paper and hold it up. No, I let it out. It's um, Christo. He was a bit different, wasn't he? Oh, right. So okay. So I was gonna I was gonna name Christo as an example of the other way round. So, oh. so, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that I've had that never meet your heroes where mm. i've been mm. massively disappointed i've had i've had situations where i've met people and they've not been quite what i expected but that's cool that's that they they are who they are mm. and you know we talked off air about somebody that i was disappointed with it doesn't mean they're a horrible person it was just my first experience wasn't the best one mm-hmm. um there's I, actually no I, i'm not going to name the person there is somebody who really massively disappointed me that I did want to meet and it took a while before I met them I met them we got on okay there was a little bit of uh resistance from from the other person which I don't know why Uh, and I think it's a chip on their shoulder about not just me but about a lot of other people I think they're very protective of of their own brand and Mm -hmm not very open to outsiders and i met the person we got on okay but something happened afterwards that really really massively disappointed me to the mm-hmm. f- to the point that i absolutely cut all ties with their product um mm, that's disappointing and was and was saddened because i'd been so positive about them and so appreciative about them and did nothing but promote and promote and and respond and t- you know communicate and everything but this one, this one thing, absolutely, I remember that when it happened, it absolutely crushed me. Mm. And I was so disappointed that I just was, I can't support you anymore. I can't, I can't sit and support that you could do that, that you could be like yeah. that. So that, that's an example more recently where that's happened. But Christo, I'll, I'll happily go on, go on record for this. <laughs> I wasn't sure with Chris. I, I, I couldn't quite... I didn't get what his product was. I didn't get where he sat in my world. And, and much like with, you know, Gary Vee and, and Tim, they're not bad people. You know, they're very successful people because they got a very successful product and, and they do help a lot of people, but that we don't all have to uh, resonate with all of those things. So with Chris, I was a bit apprehensive because I thought, I don't know if I'm going to like him. I don't know that I want to meet him because I, I've, is he going to be really arrogant? Is he going to be pompous or aloof? Am I, mm-hmm. 
that that was how I went into being at Creative South and meeting him is was do I even bother going to say hello um he massively surprised me he, he I did I won't say I did a like a complete turn on him because there was nothing bad about him I just couldn't quite buy into his product or I didn't get what his product was but when I met him he was so down to earth he's a dad I hadn't realized how much older he was I thought he was much younger you know he's a parent he's his upbringing was was tough at the start and you know he's come over and made a, a go for himself in america he's built a business he's got staff he he helps the community what really mattered to me was after the first time of meeting him the next time i met him he remembered my name mm. and and we had small conversations over the course of the, the three days we were there he had an entourage which i thought was funny <laughs> uh, i think the minute you get an entourage you, you're on a different level Mm-hmm. The minute you need people with you to do things for you, <laughs> I find that yeah. weird. Yeah, uh, but he, yeah, this is you've he, sort of gone back on what we just said earlier. Like, they're not on the see, they're, they think they're on a different level, but they're, they're still people. You still can go up to them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, that's and it's up, yeah, it's up to them. You know, I've never had a super long conversation with Chris. Um, and I know there's a lot of youngsters look up to him and they're inspired by him. And, you know, I've, and when I saw his talk, I actually sat and thought, oh, I, I got a lot of that. It was a good a lot talk, of that yeah. Really, yeah, really, really hit home. Um, and I probably shared some of the stuff he said without realising it because it was very mm-hmm. effective. Doesn't mean all the things that he does because I don't run a design agency or I'm not a, you know, a working from home graphic designer. But his content's very professional. He's very polite and courteous. He, he addresses himself very well. I then didn't see him for uh, six, seven months. And I happened to, I walked past his stand at Adobe Max a couple of times. Um, didn't really stop by because it was super busy. But on the last day, I walked past and he was in the hallway chatting with his people around him. And he stops and said, hi, Dave. And and I was just great, you know. You remember my name. That goes a long, really long way. You stopped your conversation to talk to me. I said hello. I said how are you? How's family and kids? Blah, blah blah. I hope you had a good Adobe Max. See you soon. And I was sort of pleased to hear he was going to be at Adobe Max uh, Creative South again, because I wanted to just see can I take my conversation up a level with Chris because I'm not a fanboy or I'm not looking for free stuff i just want to talk to him as like a parent mm-hmm. just just two guys who have got found different places in the industry you know he's got a community i've got a community and our venn diagram is probably diane gibbs mm-hmm. you know, she, <laughs> she's our connector she's our connector because she will be one that will say and i like you know I, I was going to do a talk with diane and and from the sounds of the email and i can go to creative south next year i had Diane and I will be doing a talk about all of this stuff but you need someone like a Diane or a you know in my case a Dave Mm. that I'll get introduced to Chris we're not going to be good friends we're not going to be sending Christmas cards to each other but but what's nice is when I do see Chris he will stop and talk to me Mm -hmm. and and that gives me the confidence to go and talk to other people on his level because he's given he's sort of inspired me in that yeah you you have got a big community you have got a lot of um content 
but at the end of the day, you you know, lay that totem pole on its side. We're all people doing a job, just at different levels of success. And this comes back to the thing like like my mum doesn't give a fuck who shit who he is. Like if you look outside, yeah, yeah my mum doesn't care Aaron Draplin is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you look outside design, no one cares who this guy is. It could be it could be anyone. Like <laughs> they wouldn't recognise mm. him, they wouldn't know their work, he wouldn't know anything. Like my mum doesn't care about the design. And everything could be in comic sense and the world would still be rolling. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Do you know what? I, I just wanted to say my first that first creative self, apart from the fact I was looking forward to meeting Mark which was i found really weird that i was actually i saw mark and i was actually a little bit i'm not going to walk up to him yet because he's talking to somebody and i'll wait until an op you know an opportune moment comes along and that first creative south uh when i think of the friendships one of the people i was actually really kind of fanboying over was doc greed i had seen so many people in the industry say such nice things about him that he was kind of design famous to me and the first time I met him I don't normally like doing the whole photograph thing um but I really wanted a picture with him I like I met him I met Doc Reed this is Doc Reed this <laughs> keep talking about him um and he's and he's a fellow ginger so that that resonates even though it's not anymore it's just <laughs> very it used to be very um but oh man what just like an absolute he's one of those people that i feel like i should have known longer mm. and i'm mm. sad that i don't and then the second year i got to sit with him and julie his wife and we went out for dinner and uh and i just love the pair of them it, and i sent them a little care package and she put they posted the thing last night julie put her he shoots he draws t-shirt on and mm. and he's like you know i'm glad i like you dave because she you know she really wanted to wear your t-shirt <laughs> But he was one of those people, he's not famous, but in my design world, he had a lot of respect. And I was so pleased that we could meet and connect. And the guys from Always Abounding. Mm. Um, Great we, guys. Yeah. Um, Caleb and Ryan. Caleb and Ryan. We were just queuing up to get something. Um, it was a corn dog, and I'd never had one before. Oh, I love and, corn dogs. And I started talking, and they they said... Oh, like, oh, are you here for Crepe South? Yeah, it's my first time. Oh, it's their first time. And they said, oh, so are you, where are you from, Australia? And I said, <laughs> so I did my, my normal thing as I go, oh, you, can, you Canadians always get it wrong. <laughs> so we became, uh, we actually had a T-shirt that we were going to get printed for Crepe South this year. It was two, uh, two Australians and a Can two Canadians and an Australian walk into a bar. And it's just become a joke with them and they've just become really good friends and we message each other and you know see how their families are doing yeah. you know I, i've had more exciting first meetings from going to creative south probably than any other event i've ever been to yeah yeah i agree it's such a such a family um friendly open warm and welcome place yeah um, i'm normally wearing my creative south jumper on the podcast right. obviously this time i'm not you are yeah you go there you go um, i've always got something um, creative south on I guess that uh, kind of leads me to another question too. So I've obviously never been to Creative South. I've never been to a design event and I really, really want to go. Like that's definitely something I want to do. But what about for those young creatives like me, I guess that it's not feasible for them to go right now, but they still want to start making those connections with people. Like yeah, they can't afford really to go question. or they they can't, 
like it's not feasible for them to, like time wise to go but yet they still want to make those really deep connections because that's kind of where I was when I met Mark and um I'm still making new connections like I just met you Dave and like I'm really yeah. excited about meeting all these new people but for me feasibly I can't go to Creative South right now or yeah yeah it, yeah it's interesting because they I, I couldn't either. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know how, how much you're willing to go, but I wanted to go back that second time so much. I took another job for it. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. I, and I, ta- and I talked about that on the podcast. You did, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I appreciate was, you championing that. Because that's something I different. I kept that fairly quiet. Like I, I, I just did it cause I needed some money. I didn't say why I was doing it or anything, but, but that's exactly you, it. That was that's the difference, Mark. And same for you, Hannah. Is yeah, I appreciate not everyone can, especially students, especially people at school, who d- don't necessarily have their hands on that kind of money. It's fine because mm-hmm. one day you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and while you might think you're missing out now, you're not because even when I went to my first Photoshop world, there'd already been an, there'd already been ten before it. Yeah. So that you get an element an element of FOMO. Um, and I always wanted to go creative stuff. And by the time I eventually got to go, it was through Astute Graphics. And I probably couldn't have justified or afforded going before, even though I possibly could have afforded it. I couldn't have justified it. I've got four kids. So there's, there's a time and a place for that. And you'll know when it's right. You'll know when that investment, if you can do it, will come along and go. If you can't go, it doesn't mean you can't be part of that community. Because... Exactly what you can do is kind of sit and watch like I did with Photoshop world. I sort of watched the previous year, what happened. I watched on social media, how people were communicating, looking at the hat, followed the hashtag for the event to see what the conversation is. And I was able to join in without being there and ask questions and, and just make a couple of friends and, and again small steps it takes a long time you can't expect in instant success but like for me by the time i got to creative south i probably knew 20 people i wanted to meet and met them all and 19 of them became instant fast friends and one probably just you know took an extra year but you like you I don't know what the word it's like a, a laws of attraction or that, that magnetism thing you when people say like you are you're a combination of your five best friends yeah I think when you walk into a room it's like being attracted to, to a boyfriend or girlfriend you know you could walk into a room with 20 women uh, or 20 men but there'll be one of them who's just got that something first you don't know what it is it could be looks it could be something could be what they're wearing but you'll always find yourself attracted to somebody and i think that works within community you you become drawn to people without realizing why and they're the people who become your closest friends first it might be the way they're behaving it might be the group of people they're talking to it might just be the way they're carrying themselves and you can you can always see the person you know like I love Aaron Draplin, but man, that, that guy can hold a room. He can walk into a room of a hundred people and hold that room. Mm. So you'd be one of those a hundred people, but then you can walk into a crowd and see a group of people who are like kind of equally getting on and 
find yourself being part of that conversation quicker but it's kind of you have to look around and the same goes online you you can see people who engage in conversation versus people who command attention by what they post so yeah asking questions joining in conversations um there's a photographer called Lindsay adler uh, from new york who she did a talk once about social media and, and this is such good advice that if you want to work with a specific person or a specific brand or or be involved in something rather than just kind of attacking it and being i want this oh i can't have it oh damn you i hate you she really wanted to photograph uh she wanted to get an image in uh, i think it was like vanity fair I'll, I'll say vanity fair magazine because it's quite a big name she knew she had no chance of getting a photograph in vanity fair but she was part of the photographic community and what she did was she bought the magazine that was her dream that was her goal so she went to the back of the magazine and looked at all the people who all the people were that worked at the magazine and tried to identify who she thought the decision maker would be so the art director of the magazine so she found the person's name it sounds like legalized stalking <laughs> but but it's all the information's there it's all there so she found two or three people that she thought could be the most uh, influential so she followed them on social media and then she just watched their posts and then one day when they posted something like a question or a remark she just commented and put oh yeah what a great idea not like cool brilliant that's awesome because that that's that counts as you know when people like a post don't like it retweet it it's got more charisma <laughs> um so she would make a valid contribution to the conversation and she did that for six months she just joined in the conversation became like a, a when the name Lindsay Adler came up it was oh yeah, I know that yeah I'll read her comment she's always engaging mm-hmm. then eventually she sent an email to the art director and when the email came through the art director knew her name she was mm-hmm. a safe person mm-hmm. she's That's engaging fun. she joined in she never pushed herself she never and all she did was sent an email saying hi you know one day I'd love to shoot fancy fair but obviously i don't expect that but i would just love to know are you the right person to contact here's my portfolio if ever an opportunity arises or there's an addition where you use amateur photographers or whatever i'd love to be part of it and i'm kind of paraphrasing what she did right she she ended up shooting for the magazine because she spent six months doing the groundwork to achieve a dream and she knew yeah she knew photographers who were getting that work but she wasn't mean like oh it's not fair that person's getting it and i'm not she Mm. just knew her place she knew that was what what her goal was and if she hadn't got it she'd have done the same with tala or she'd have Mm. done the same with cosmopolitan that's great advice for young creatives i feel like too because a lot of us or at least me anyway i feel guilty of not knowing where to start or not knowing how to begin and uh, young people are very impatient we are very impatient people and we (laughs) kind of want everything now we want to make those connections now we want to be there now and I'm still like finding my style finding my niche all that fun stuff but like yeah like what you said you need to lay the groundwork first of like making those connections you can't just jump into it or like be jealous of the people that are there it's like building a house a good analogy of it is we'll be building a house you can't just 
deal. You can't just have a house. Like, no. Start yeah. somewhere by digging <laughs> yeah. the foundations and, and putting the bricks right. down one by one. Yeah, Always you dip ha- at your meter one by one with bricks. And it goes back to the whole, you know, because we're in the design community, um, it's your brand. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're, you're Mark Mark could design 20 different logos for, for, for Blue Deer or Mark, but mm. ultimately no one's going to give a crap. You know, one, <laughs> those logos might get in a book, but ultimately if if Mark was a complete knobhead, <laughs> he, could, he could design all the best things in the world. Wait, but, he isn't? but he'll never he'll never really kind of get the benefit of the community he's in because as whilst as you know his work can be great and you know there's musicians out there who are great musicians who are are absolute assholes when you meet them um but you know music's kind of slightly different there but in our design world which is you know where our mums don't care who our friends are (laughs) if (laughs) <laughs> Mark was an amazing designer, but an absolute knobhead. It, it would really affect him. It would really affect his community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like Dustin Lee uh, mentioned earlier, I've been the customer of that. And I say this to Diane, and we were going to talk about it. It's a thing about being friends. There's a thing like being a friend and being a customer as well. And you can be in a community of customers and a brand like Retro Supply very strong brand i'm very loyal to dustin i love i love his work ethic i love what he gives back to the community the way he goes about his business i will spend money with dustin all day long and one of the things i was going to say now online if even if you just spend ten dollars with some with a friend online that ten dollars is going to help them um someone like dustin dustin will give me stuff for free all day every day so I have to buy stuff off him when he's asleep because it makes no difference because <laughs> it stops him giving me a refund and he jokes yeah. about it. And I said, yeah, I, I went to Portland. I went to the Apple store with Dustin. I bought an iPad so that I could download Procreate so that I could buy his brushes. Oh, that's because, awesome. Because before, you know, I wanted an iPad. I wanted to use Procreate. But, but a lot of the reason why I bought it there and then was because I wanted to support Dustin more. And I, there was no point in me buying something I couldn't use. I so love I found, his brushes. Yeah. Sorry. I so bought I, found I, a reason. Bought, I bought a couple of his packs and I really like them. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, so I'm 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 a friend of Dustin's and I'm a customer of Dustin's. Don't be mm-hmm. a friend with someone because you want free stuff. Yes, exactly. Be a, be a, be a friend because you've got something in common and be part of that person's community. Like with Tom Ross and Dustin and Ian and Lisa with honest designers. Mm-hmm. that's a that's another community i've spent a lot of money with tom um i've got lots and lots of things that I, i've probably never <laughs> used that I've, but i like i like supporting tom mm-hmm. and you know one year i got a signed football shirt from him for christmas which was a lovely gesture and that's the difference between design cuts community and mega vector bundles or you know <laughs> and like with dustin there are other products available for what he does uh, so but put it into, sorry, I yeah. say, put it into practical advice, like support the people that you like, and then you, yeah. you, know, you never know where it might go. Exactly. exactly. And you don't, you don't have to become friends, but by being supportive of them, when an opportunity arises where maybe there's an event or someone just wants to know, oh, do you know any, like, do you know anyone in England who, like, any young designers in England, I want to do a survey, I want to ask them about, they'll be, yeah, Mark, 
Mm-hmm. You'll be. Mm. But Mark, Mark gave a really good piece of advice. I think he got from his granddad, isn't it? It's not what you know, it's who they know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's not who you know, it's who they know. Right, yeah. Because like Mark knows me, but actually I'm not as, maybe in some instances, I'm not as important in the equation as the peop- than the people I know. Does that, that make sense? sense? Yeah, it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, not to devalue me, yeah. but I'm a conduit and I've got, you've got to be happy to be a conduit sometimes. It doesn't have to stop it. <laughs> I don't have to like stop, stop Mark from going part. You're not having my mates. Yeah. They're my mates. If I give you one of my mates, then I'm going to miss out on something. No, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good point. And I, I was talking to Mark a while ago too. Like I plan on going to the UK again and it's going to be so nice to meet Mark and then meet people Mark knows and then meet like people and make all those connections in person. And if Mark came over here to Ohio, I, I mean, I'd show him like everything here too. And that's just really exciting. And it's kind of heartbreaking those people who are selfish with their connections and like, oh no, I'm not going to introduce you to them because then that's going to hurt me. Or what if they like you better and they don't like me anymore or yeah. And yeah, kind of like what you said, it's just really sad that some people are kind of like that, I guess. Yeah. And look at the, look at the train, the online training world. I've had this conversation a few times now is if I think back to, I don't know, let's go 10, let's go 15 years ago. Um, Cause I think 10 years ago, it was still quite, valid um 15 years ago if you were good at something you would behave about your business as if you were taking an exam set next to someone and you'd put your arm around it so nobody <laughs> could see your answers or you'd keep it to yourself you would never share what you did because if you shared it somebody could then get what you get now look at youtube people can't help but share every second of their day look at just look at social media we're sharing our secrets and our special tips and our levels and i'll I'll take you to the next level i'll teach you the thing you didn't know i'll teach you 30 things you probably never realized as you're in photoshop (laughs) oh we people now compete to share what they know yeah 15 years ago nobody wanted to even tell you what they did for fear of somebody becoming what you were doing in case they took your client off you Mm -hmm. so the same kind of works now with where you wouldn't share your community or your friends or your contacts your black book or your rolodex Mm -hmm. now we've got social media this is what we do this is i encourage people promote your friends promote the community even if you don't know the person if chris the other day chris made um one of his products free to help young designers don't mm. just like it mm. you know like liking it's nice but how's it going to help chris go get it <laughs> so retweet it with a comment mm-hmm. so support it by going hey really cool that chris has made this available um i've just downloaded it myself if you think it's for you go and check it out if somebody releases a product, if Mark puts his podcast out, hey, go and listen to this podcast. He's got loads of great guests. Subscribe on, on iTunes or whatever. Uh, Mark's a really nice guy. Um, I'm sure you'll probably find at least 10, 10 episodes that will resonate with you. Mm-hmm. That is so much more valuable than just clicking like. Yeah. So being an active member is, is so bring it back to like full, full back to the community and back to, yeah. um, back to the 
practical advice is being a part of that community is 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 key um and i've certainly found it like i said if if we're not going to the design events if you're not going and meeting people in real life you've got to do it online to build this community and and um obviously that's happened with the podcast it definitely helped doing that because people like talking about themselves on something <laughs> um, yeah. so that's helped um, look how many people turned up for your event mark yeah. you know that you've built a little community around creative waffle in mm-hmm. the, uh, you know and tom's built up a community around honest designers and there's a blend but man you know a 21 year old lad held an event in london and got one of the biggest design agencies in london to come along and speak mm-hmm. and had what 75 75 80 80 people turn up in a week on a weekday well they could have been doing something else and they turned up for an event it was you know it was a brave move it was a financial move but look at the support you got look at the people you know i came down from swindon just to be (laughs) there ian and tom spoke for you that you know people gave their time up for you yeah it's not that every designer can do it but but there were young people who came along to support you. And here's some really, really practical advice because I know I'm, I'm, I'm great and I love hearing podcasts where it's talking about this, but I, lo- I really, really enjoy podcasts where it's just completely practical. Um, it's messaging people on Instagram or social media or emailing them and, and just even, even like you said earlier on, just putting, putting a comment under their post and like really thoughtful comment, like mm. something that's something that's like some really like good actionable feedback rather than just cool, like you said. Or, uh, or messaging them say I really like your work. I hope we can catch up soon. Or, or introducing yourself on social media, or, or even Kindness right goes now. Along. Yeah, exactly. Kindness, and and even right now, messaging your people that you haven't spoken to for a year, and saying that I'm thinking of you. I hope your family are alright. Um, yeah, just just stuff like that. Just actual actual messages that actually do mean something, and not just liking and calling. And goes back and, to what I started this with: good manners. Good manners. Yeah. yeah. Just good manners goes such a long way and support yeah yeah I was, I was talking to my lad earlier about um the things on social media at the moment when i said about you know joining hangouts at the moment mm-hmm. join the couple of hangouts because you will end up you'll join a hangout because of let's say you hannah say to me oh i've got some design friends i'd love it if you could hang out in case they've got some questions for you there could be 10 people i've never met before mm-hmm. there could just be something in common that we can help mm-hmm. and and I said the thing about picking up the phone and seeing all these things where you say, oh, just for a laugh, scroll through to your 27th photo in your photo and oh, yeah. share it. Or, uh, or the one where it really annoys me when people just copy and paste rather than type it out themselves. And it's, you know, we're in a time where blah, blah, blah. Think back to the first time you met me and just post yes. one word underneath, just one word. And <laughs> I just think, actually, no, do you know why you've got your phone in your hand? Just call someone yes just use the use that thing in your hand for what is what its reason was is just scroll through your contacts list and go and find someone you haven't spoken to in ages and give them a call or send them a text rather Mm. than the social sharing the 27th photo or the one word how you met someone just actually go in your contact and text them some of the message and saying hey just thinking about you today wondered how you were everything cool yeah that that I think has more value than me posting whatever my 27th photo was. And that kind of goes back to what we said earlier too. Like people, anybody can leave a comment or like your posts or kind of do that one word thing to you, but you may never talk to them or like some of my friends here, I guess, like we do connect via 
social media will comment on each other's posts, but I can't tell you the last time we had a phone call or they called me or asked to hang out or something like that. So it's also in a way like social media has made connections kind of surface level and it's building those deeper connections, like where you actually physically talk with the person that make a difference and kind of put you in the forefront of somebody's mind. Like, yeah, someone could like my posts all the time and be a fan of my work, but I'm not going to remember who they are. I'm going to remember the person who like comments sweet, nice things all the time or sends me a message or shares my work or yeah, Yeah. I'm going to remember that person over the person that likes my posts all the time. Yeah. And our community are, you know, they're like a uh, bullseye, you know, you're close, you're close knit friends and then it gradually kind of comes out doesn't mean it comes out evenly in all directions Mm -hmm. but there are levels of community and networking and friendship and it might take that you have to kind of go through steps of getting to know somebody and spending a bit of time there before you go through the next door and and you become braver and more confident and you know and all those things together the confidence the good manners the appreciation the understanding they're all personal traits we should all have anyway but because our personalities are different you know you've got the you know the person I spoke about off air very quick you know very arrogant approach to it but that's probably just the way he approaches everything Mm -hmm. whereas some people you know can spend (laughs) use a hundred words when two would do um to get what they want and it's kind of and that kind of gives me like an example Jessica I'm going to shout her out Jessica Furrow she was on our live stream the other night she listens to the podcast and she's constantly messaging me after each episode like oh I really liked this bit of this and so sweet and supportive and she shares it and then last night she I well on the live stream I asked her I was like hey we should chat sometime and last night we called and we talked for like an hour and a half and I've never met her before and but we made that connection and it went it was very gradual like it went from just messaging and like liking and sharing and then gradually went up and then last night we had like an hour and a half phone call and it was amazing and that's so good (laughs) and it's good for you know it's good for the I know this is about networking and community, but yeah, the, the, men, the mental health side comes into it as well because the yeah, fact that yeah, we've, we've sure. got so many devices to communicate with each other, it's unforgivable that you uh, wouldn't help somebody because there's no excuse. You know, mm-hmm. you've, you can text, message, WhatsApp, um, send, you know, Skype, go to meeting, Zoom. You know, that tight time is something that's different, but that community when you see when you start to see somebody's maybe like their posts are changed they're maybe not so chipper maybe they go from being positive to being negative about stuff because you're in that community and you sort of know that person and the people around you can contact them and go like is is mark all right because i've noticed you know he's lately he's been you know imposter syndrome nothing's going right for me oh i just i shouldn't be doing it. i wonder if show mark so did you, that for me <laughs> <laughs> you rally around and then you you, you kind of go is, is mark all right have you heard anything from him let's give him a shout it's like mark everything okay you fine mm. is it and getting to share it because we we've got the ability to do it back in the day i'd have to like if i couldn't ring from my mum and dad's house i had to walk up the road with a <laughs> pocket full of coins <laughs> and dial <laughs> a number and put money in and speak to mm. someone but that's what we yeah. used to do it's such a good point i mean 
I didn't realise it until you just said it right now. These these devices that we all have, I'm like, I'm literally staring at three of them now. Um, they're communication devices. Let's let's start communicating with them. Let's start yeah. like mm. talking to people. They're not just yeah. media. They're not just media delivery um, exactly. things. They are actually communication devices, and, and we communicate in different ways. And we we identify, you know, whether you're watching, I don't know, TikTok or YouTube. I working for Astute Graphics. My my community um, that I've built around where I work through Adobe Illustrator. My connections have come through listening to podcasts to reading blogs to following people on social media um mm -hmm. i emailed i was reading computer arts magazine today and there was a guy's work i really like i his link to his website was on there so i clicked it went to his behance site and i just messaged him and said i just saw your work in computer arts magazine love it i just wondered do you use photoshop more or illustrator more and if mm -hmm. you use illustrator have you ever seen astute graphics because i think your style there are tools that we have that might might help you um mm. but no worries if not have a great weekend hope you stay safe kind yes. regards dave yeah yeah that just sometimes it's got to be a complete cold open mm. mm -hmm. um, what's the like really practically how what is the perfect way to to i mean it depends on the person you're emailing but also <laughs> uh, what's what's the best way to cold email someone or cold message someone out of the blue like, okay, uh, for example, so if I was, let's say I didn't meet you this way, Dave, but yeah. I wanted to contact you and I've never met you before, like kind of what would be a good way for me to reach out to you, I suppose, or. Um, I'm, I'm actually a person who likes emails. I know people go, mm -hmm. if you send me an email, if it's, more, it's got more than three words in it, it's going in the bin. <laughs> that, I find that a little bit insulting because I think people like to communicate in different ways and some people mm -hmm. like to give a better explanation as to why why they're doing what they're doing more than others whereas some people would just be like hi i want this how do i get it dave <laughs> <laughs> so depending yeah. on what you're most comfortable with and where you see the person communicating the most i think if somebody has got an email address they should have the courtesy to respond to an email however long or short it may be mm. i find it really insulting when i hear people say Oh, I've got. Like, I, I, in the end, I just bin all my emails because I can't bother to read them. Mm. I, I just think it's really rude. For me, I would say if you introduced yourself, like, "Hi, I'm Hannah Brown. I'm a friend of Mark's, or I've been starting to help Mark and Creative Waffle." Mm -hmm. He was telling me about this thing you did, so I checked it out, and it's really interesting. Um, if you don't mind me asking here's the thing i want to know right I okay yeah. i will respond to that in a heartbeat mm -hmm. when i get a message like i did on instagram which was <laughs> dave how do i get a copy of your book for free oh yeah, sorry for that not man. not dave how you doing oh how's the book doing it's really good yeah um oh you know it's great that you're supporting the indesign industry uh look i'm a, a bit tight you know, a bit shorter than that. Is there any way, is there anything I could do for you that would help me maybe get a book? But no worries if not. I understand you probably get a lot of requests. Mm. Even just that, I'd be more inclined. I'd forgotten I hadn't sent Mark a book and I was mortified. <laughs> and then Mark happened to mention it the other day 
And I was like, oh, craps. The first thing I did was I got a book oh, and yeah, I signed I it to, to book, him. Yeah, yeah. And I put it in the post yesterday and I was hoping to get it today and I put some stickers and stuff in there for you. Uh, but hopefully I, it comes I, Monday. Yeah, I, I don't think twice because Mark, so Mark shouldn't have to ask. I should have just automatically done it. Admittedly, I ran out of the first batch of books and I got a second second lot, which was good. <laughs> I don't know. But, I really appreciate that. That's very kind of you. You can you can contact me and ask me anything as long as you don't come straight in with uh, like Dave. Um, I, I saw you on social media. How do I get to go to so and so for free? Mm-hmm. It's like, would you yeah. walk up to somebody? Would you walk up to anybody and ask for something like that? No. Again, kindness goes a really long goes a way. Long way. And, <laughs> and I, I'll yeah. be more inclined, even if I probably couldn't afford it or shouldn't actually justify it. I will do more for people out of my own pocket by the way they approached me. And that mm-hmm. goes into back into like community spirit because they've, they found me through the community I'm in. They're part of it. How am I going to react to them? And if they're really polite and courteous and kind of do the right things, I'm more inclined to do another thing for them. But that's yeah. just me. That's just how yeah. I approach it. That might not be everyone, yeah. 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 But anyway, that's just, yeah. Don't become friends with people for that because, yeah, like we said before, it's not it's not about what you get in return. It's about being friends with them and having good conversations, yeah. and getting ideas and sharing. Stuff ideas will come. Stuff will. Stuff will come. You know, yeah. you will you will receive gifts and and freebies and complimentary stuff and you know you might get a free ticket to something you might get a book you might get a, a product you might just so, some things just happen but they happen because the, it feels right at the time and that person's decided to do it mm-hmm. and that stuff you remember like you remember the book that was given to you or you remember that time Aaron slipped a pack of field notes in your back pocket when you weren't <laughs> which he tends to do but it, it's a nice thing he he chooses to do you know you, you're he feels comfortable around you and he'll remember you and and not just Aaron like lots of people I never I forget buy, those things either yeah I buy products yeah. for people and send mm-hmm. like I know you I know you want this and probably can't afford it well somebody just gave me three books the other day worth 60 quid I says do you know what i'm going to spend 10 pound on you because it's that kind of pay it forward thing it doesn't have yeah. to be financial it doesn't have to be it can be time mm-hmm. but it's but, just when it comes in value it how can you help your community with what you've received rather mm-hmm. than just hoarding it all yourself this goes for for a lot of young people as well it's really good advice really really good but also um just to reiterate on the point of, of not wanting everything now and, and that can be a really really big issue and i knew i i know that i struggled with it and I still do struggle with especially the competitiveness of um of and i, I know both looking at me now i've talked to you both about being too competitive um do you know what? i'm not competitive at all mark <laughs> i don't know whether that is one thing that helps me is i'm not remotely competitive I think that's that's definitely going to help you, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's so obviously going into creative self or going to an event or looking at other people online, we all have issues with this. Um, I think, uh, and when I first went to creative self or, or even last year, sometimes like, I sort of start seeing people and I look at their work and think, oh, I, I wish I was in that position. And then as a young mm-hmm. creative, you can get too caught up in um, 
wanting to be that like that next year. I'm 20, 21. You don't, yeah. you're not in a position, like you say, to, to be expecting to be like that next year. You know, I tried to do uh, an event with you know, Aaron Draplin. It's not in a position to do that. Calm yourself down. And that's why you need people around you, like Dave, to say, look, this isn't really right at this time. And it's probably mm-hmm. not right. So relax. It'll come to you eventually. You'll be all right. But uh, right now, it's not going to be time for you. And yeah. Ambition's good. Ambition is. Ambition is healthy because you should have you should have goals to work towards but you should also appreciate that a goal doesn't necessarily mean an assumed uh result yeah so you know like for, for example you mentioned that event one day mm. but you you had a goal to put on an event but the time was off mm. the preparation was off mm. and when you did that really good post about the whole thing with you and christo it was mm. I, I, why can't I have that? And I remember saying to you while we were at Creative South, the difference between you and that right now is if, it, if somebody bailed out, Mike could say to Chris, could you go up on stage for an hour and do a talk? And Chris could probably think, I wonder which one I should do. Yeah. If he said to you, Mark, can you go up on stage for an hour? You'd, you'd have come out with more ers and ums in your first 10 minutes. <laughs> than you would ever because you're not prepared you haven't got the experience you've not done a hundred events already you've not prepared anything of that scale or spoken in front of those kind of people and you understood it in that moment because you'd already done that blog post and understood okay i want to have what he's got but he's also been doing it for my lifetime chris has been doing what he's been doing for as long as you've been on this planet how like how dare you think that you could have everything that he's got not knowing what's behind him what's driven him exactly in a heartbeat with no effort and that's oh go ahead mark sorry uh, what you should but what you should do is go and speak to him and see how he did it and and ask him about advice to how you can do it eventually and then find out how long it will take yeah find out that a bloke who's 54 who's on a podcast with two young 20 odd year olds at the beginning of their career is relevant you know, yeah. I, I, like I say, I came into it really, really late. I haven't got like 30 years of design experience behind me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've said to people before, I'm not in the Logo Lounge book. I'm, I don't have a Behance page. I don't yeah. have a Dribble account. Go and find any of my work online. I'm a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. But I'm not defined by my work at all. The only th- five things you'll know of work that i've done if you but if you bothered to look if you knew would be my best friend's three books glenn's three books my friend alan hess i did his book cover and i wrote a book they're the five things that people can see what i've done online because they're on amazon but try and find any of my work yeah Mm. yeah and that's kind of like I'm in the very beginning, like I'm about to graduate college and I'm currently job hunting, which isn't going well at the moment because of everything that's going on. But um, I'm kind of, I've, my eyes have truly been opened lately that I am in such a hurry. Like I want to have the job now. I want to have the style now. I want to have my creative niche and creative voice now. But then I kind of, after meeting Mark and like talking with a bunch of people and taking a step back from it, it's like, some people it takes 20 years for them to get to where they are 
and I'm in no rush. Like I kind of just need to take a step back and take a breath and accept where I am now and do what I can now to get to that point. And I have goals and aspirations, which is great. And I have like the ambition to get there, but I feel like us as young creatives, especially with social media, it's, yeah, some people get famous overnight or their art blows up or so they get lucky somehow and they become famous overnight, but it's not like that. That's not yeah. realistic. Like you have to work for it. Yeah. Your career isn't a trolley dash. Yeah. Like if, you, if you think, if you get, if you to use that as an analogy, if you've got 10 pounds to spend and you've got to go to the supermarket, you'll buy the thing you need. Yes. And you'll buy the best thing of that thing you need that you can afford, that you can mm-hmm. justify spending the money on. But if you give someone a trolley dash, and say go in the supermarket you don't even know what aisle to start in you you seriously Mm. you want to fill up your basket with loads of stuff but you don't actually really know what you want or need or Mm. you're just like grabbing and looking at everything (laughs) so don't make the start of your career like like a trolley dash you know i don't i know i don't like the niche i know there's there was a big trend recently of niching down i hate that oh yeah um because i think I understand it's good to, um, yeah, like we're graphic designers. So we're in, we're in the design community. And mm-hmm. for the most part, most of them are logo designers. Everyone wants to be the logo designer and create the yeah. best logo, the big logo. There's more, to lo- there's more to it. There's marketing and business that goes with that. Mm-hmm. But the whole niching down, it's, yeah, understand what your strength is okay um and that because that's the thing that got you into it you know so if it was logo design that's your strength um but if you only focused on logo design and it's all niche down niche down forget everything else just do that one thing you are not flexible enough to in like the world that we're in at the moment you you can't do other things because you focus too much on one thing and if that one thing dries up you've spent no time on any of the other things and those other things have different communities like marketing has a different community i mean i followed someone on tiktok today because they do excel spreadsheet tips (laughs) (laughs) i just i came yesterday and i got a tiktok so yeah i've you guys are way back. I've had it for like five months. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm I looking, just saved yesterday. <laughs> I'm looking for people with useful information for me. So, mm. so yeah, if you're going to be a logo designer, learn marketing because mm. you are never, and I'll tell you this now, like say just like you, Mark, you're great at logo designs. You are never going to get the Facebook rebrand. You are never going to get the Slack rebrand. Do you know why? Because you're a, a young man living at home with his parents you've not got a successful business you couldn't cope with what goes on behind all of that stuff it's not just about that little f in a square <laughs> the, the guy that actually designed all the facebook stuff and the um oh, his name escapes me but he spoke at crop in san diego and he has a team and they had to spend months putting together this whole stuff for facebook so learn marketing like don't just learn logo design learn what else goes with that branding um learning how to have a conversation about it so the only way you're going to find that stuff is go and join go to a breakfast meeting that's that's aimed at marketers 
don't be afraid that you've got no experience in marketing but go along and say look i do this but i want to know more about that who are the best people to talk to and the fact that you've bothered to turn up rather than sit online moaning that you're not getting any work you've gone out and done something about it you're speaking to the marketing community then mm -hmm. they might say okay i would learn this but i'd also look at learning some business stuff about like budgets how do budgets work well that that becomes a financial thing so i'm going to put you in touch with the financial community and speak to some people there so you you have to kind of not just have that one community you have to have go back to that crossover of well, if i learned that and i learned that and learned that you become more valuable because when somebody has a conversation about you i can talk to people in marketing and business and sales because i've done those jobs right yeah i i i know when i design a brochure it's because i know what the salesman needs to put in front of a customer mm -hmm. not because i want it to be on dribble yeah yeah exactly true fit for purpose everything you do fit for purpose <laughs> not to win awards yeah we're definitely doing a topic about design awards and why you don't need to bother about them um but that'll be another topic for another day uh, yeah. i feel very passionate about that one because <laughs> i used to be very much like, always wanting well, like, like the wanting success really early and really quickly i always used to be about that um anyway next the last thing i wanted to talk about on this pop, uh, uh, topic about networking and introducing yourself to people um and it's really important one for me is, is listening to people you know you can talk to someone about you all the time but then they might go away and think for fuck's sake why who is this guy <laughs> like me <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> no, so, uh, and this is a story i had um when when i was with uh, ian paget the logo geek um up in manchester he, he is a big name it is a big name and we had this other guy i was with him with him all day i've come up to them i was staying with him overnight and we went to this event design event together this guy came over and didn't want to speak to me at all. And he just wanted to speak to, um, that, I can't forget his name now. He's <laughs> 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 got into it. <laughs> just wanted to speak to Ian. And, um, and yeah, every, pretty much every word I, I tried to join in the conversation, he would pretty much say, um, and then just go on to talking to Ian again or just blank me or, and like, that's so rude mm. if you're trying to make an impression. Cause obviously Ian was picking up on it as well. Yeah. Like that's such a bad way. So if, if you're going to introduce, introduce yourself to someone, and they're with someone else make sure you don't blank them i was with chris Coleman. this is another example i was with chris i, I saw with my dad it's in waterloo station i saw yeah. chris coleman the ex wales manager yeah football huge name in football he was with a friend we had a conversation where i'm like um <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was with a friend and and his friend started talking getting involved in the conversation i don't just start blanking him because i'm gonna look like a massive nobody to chris coleman the massive yeah. football name or anyone um so yeah make sure if you if you're going to speak to someone listen to them and actually respond correctly yeah think about what you're saying because you can put you know a bad first image uh, of yourself in someone's head yeah start a conversation i would say start a conversation by trying to find something out about the person you're talking to um and it, really might be, and it goes back to the kind of like the legalized stalking is before you go to an event if there are maybe three or four people you do want to meet but you're a bit nervous about go online and see look at their facebook profile see what music they like see if they went to any gigs or uh, if they post anything specifically about music or sport and it might be the, that could be the conversation starter 
Mark, remind me before, because if I go off on the tangent, I'll forget. Mm. Remind me about job interviews. Okay. So, <laughs> so you go off and you look and it might be, I don't know, um, somebody you really want to meet. Um, like every time you see Dustin Lee, he's got a guitar in his background. So he yeah. obviously loves music and playing guitar. So don't go up and talk to him about retro supply. Go and talk to him about, oh, I've been, I saw your podcast. You've got a guitar in the background. Do you play guitar then? Have you got a musical background? Because a lot of designers either have music or skateboarding yeah. in the background. So if you ask them a question, they love talking about themselves. And then they feel comfortable that you can give a crap about something else they do that they love. The thing I was going to say about job interviews was um, two, two things. One, somebody was supposed to interview Harrison Ford. And they heard he was really stubborn and doesn't like interviews. So it was Edith, Edith Coleman. Edith, Bowman, the Radio 1 DJ. So she went and looked, researched what Harrison Ford does get excited about. And it turned out it was carpentry. So mm. when she had a face-to-face -face with him, she said, just before we start the interview, um, because we're going to be talking about the film and all that, I saw that like, you're like massively into carpentry. It's like, where do you find the time to do that? His face lit up. Yeah. She said mm. she got the best interview out of him because she showed that she gave a crap about him right just the thing and the thing we, i want to say about job interviews and this goes back kind of community-led but mm -hmm. it's about how you behave online and i said this in a job interview is how you behave online and the communities you're part of and people can if you go for an interview now people can look you up mm -hmm. if you're not locked down people can look you up and see okay he's, he's applying for a job as a graphic designer he belongs to five graphic design groups he engages he helps okay well they're a helpful person that'd be nice to have mm -hmm. but i said in this job interview it works the other way as well because i can research the person interviewing me and i can find out stuff about them and it, it might be that we've got something in common like we both like the rolling stones or mm. we both like football or we both support the same team and you can casually throw that in the interview that could just be that little spark that give buys you some time to have a more of a conversation to find mm. out well why do you like that oh i saw you did this oh and so that whole thing with, with the community it, it's not just about the community you're in it's how you behave and how you expand those communities it's not just one community it's growing them and being you're like you are probably the person you are with your boyfriend is perhaps different to the person you are with your best friend. Mm, true. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I always <laughs> one I give is if you're with your boyfriend and a really nice looking boy walks past, you'll never nudge him in the ribs and go, cool, look at him. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're out with your best mate and a it's nice looking time, guy though. walks past, you That's both look true. at each other and go, Whoo. so you can take <laughs> You behave differently with different people in different communities. And sometimes you have to be a bit of a chameleon. You might be with your best mate, tell a risky joke or use a couple of swear words. Mm. But when you're in a community, don't swear. Right. Unless the person you're with maybe starts to do that. So you do have to be a little bit of a chameleon in communities and adjust and adapt to the yeah, like Creative South is very religious. You know, Mike's a very religious man. He makes no apologies about it. I'm not a religious person whatsoever. 
and I don't think you are particularly, Mark, but you went to the prayer meeting thing yeah. they did on the Sunday Twice, morning because yeah. it mattered to Mike that Mark would be there, even though Mark's not a religious person, but he's supporting a friend and wanted to go along and was open-minded enough to be, well, I wonder what this is about. So right. you, do, you do have to kind of tweak your personality around different groups and, and, and you learn that. You'll learn that if you're in a quiet group, be quiet. If you're in a kind of a louder, jokier group, let your jokey side out. Mm-hmm. But don't take that jokey side into a quiet area because you become the person that gets right. You know, and it's out. important to learn all of those sides of you too, because I see some people that I follow on social media or some people I know that walk the fine line between being that chameleon and being fake. Like yes. they are. Like for me, I like to think that I'm a pretty good chameleon. Like I'm myself in every situation, but different versions of myself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's some people who, to to my face, they're a completely different person to my face than behind my back or like on social media. Like they're just, they're fake. So like young creatives, like, yeah, learn those different sides of yourself, I suppose. You can yeah. be acoustic and you can be loud rock, but the song's the same. Yeah. Get that wee mark. Oh. <laughs> At least but, once, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's be, be, still be you, but, but learn to train your, the, the sides of your personality to adapt to the groups and the people exactly. around you. Because yeah. someone might be in a room talking, but they might identify that you're looking at them and they'll know that I know that a person wants to come and talk to me. So I, do I want to be kind of like, Oh, come on over. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that happened, that happened to me at my first Photoshop world. I was kind of hanging around looking lost. And one of the guys, they go out, they go out for this sort of secret burger uh, <laughs> in and out after uh, this event. And it's a very select few go. And I happened to be like hanging around and this guy was, doing this to me like calling me over and, and I did the are you talking to me are you talking to me someone behind me and then he went Dave Dave come here like, hey <laughs> how does he remember my name um and I went over and said you're right did you want me he goes yeah you're gonna come out for a burger with us and I'm like you serious he goes yeah yeah come along it's, um that's awesome a friend of mine and I went out on the secret burger <laughs> out with with all the photoshop guys and and it wasn't because I asked to go. If I'd asked to go, I wouldn't have gone. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. But the way I behaved after the invite was, don't be a dick, don't be a dick, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> just, just nod and agree. And and now, you know, like I say, God, so many people from that event 10 years ago. It's the 10th anniversary this year. I'm gutted the event's not going to happen. Mm. But it's my 10th anniversary in that world. It's my 10th year that I've known Glenn my best mate the guy I did a podcast with just unraveling those things that have happened to me over the last 10 years like looking at the breadcrumbs of where those opportunities came from they all came from walking up to somebody or sending an email or communicating mm-hmm. via social media and being at an event but the, every single part of it if I you know look at the the Aaron Draplin thing in London happened because I, I'd made friends with a guy from Adobe. Had mm. I not had that friendship, I doubt Adobe would have evolved and paid for it and everything. Um, and the only reason, you know, I was able to go and meet Aaron 
for the first time at Adobe Max was because I did Photoshop World. And at Photoshop World, I met the lady who hires the designers at Max because she mm. supports Photoshop World for Adobe. And I'd only got to meet her because I made friends through. So go back and yeah. look at your breadcrumbs and see, like people say, success leaves clues. So go back to your own successes and go, well, why did that happen so well? And mm. that didn't. Where, where did I... What did I do right there? Because I did the same thing in both instances. But why did one? Why was one successful and one wasn't? And it could just be it's not your fault. It could just be the block was the next, the next thing. So go back and just review. How did I get that introduction? And like the imposter syndrome thing, I've I said to a couple of people, why am I writing a book about InDesign? There's ten people in this world I've learned from. Yeah. And that any one of them could have written it. But then it was like, yeah, but none of them did. I did. So when I go to an event, I'm the one with the book. <laughs> and yeah. it took me, took me a long time to write it. I'm really proud of it. I never thought 10 years ago I'd ever write a book, let alone read one. <laughs> <laughs> but result of 10 years of doing everything I've done and the job at Astute Graphics came from all those things that led up to me being able to go to Adobe Max and I got the job because my boss watched me around other people and saw how they behaved around me how I behaved around them he said people seem to respect you (laughs) I know it's weird isn't it (laughs) Um, but it's like we watched how you behaved around just someone we didn't know versus someone who was a name and how they reacted to you And, and Nick said I want him working for me. I just need to find out how. And that's how I became the training manager. And so I'm training and community manager, but it took 10 years. It took seven years to get that job that I've had for three years. And I still have to work hard to keep that job for the three years. And now I've got a different community I'm part of. Mm-hmm. And me being with Astute Graphics does open, has opened some of those doors. That's how I got to know Mike. It's how I got to know Rob Zilla. It's, Aaron Draplin uses our stuff and Hood Spa and Dan Styles and Tad Carpenter. They're all people like I'm grateful to call friends. Mm. Just purely, cool people. Yeah, but just through being in that community and having, you know, my Stuart Graphics bubble crosses over with my book bubble, my designer bubble, and my podcast bubble. And people come up used to come up to me and didn't even know what I did. When I used to go to events, I was just Dave. They knew who I was. Now people come out to me, and generally the first thing they say is, "Oh man, I love the podcast." Yeah, mm. it's cool. I, I love it, and and you're yeah, you got a huge knack for for talking to people, and I'm really glad we got you on to talk about this topic because you're the best person I could think of for the topic oh, as you. well. So, uh, and I was available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's quality. So I really, really do appreciate you doing this. Uh, I appreciate Hannah, being if, invited, Mark. You know, you yeah. you know what I feel about you in a very nice way. I know you love me. <laughs> I, I told you many times that we can't do that. It's illegal. No, uh, but, <laughs> but you are you're as inspiring to me as a 21 year old, 20 nearly 22 year old on April the fifth. For those who listen, um, <laughs> but you're you're as inspiring to me as whatever you say I am to you because I look at what I wish what opportunities I wish I'd had at 21 you know I, I envy what you've got to do what you do mm. so 
you know, like meeting Hannah, you know, you, you yeah. were nothing to do with the podcast. Now you're part of the podcast. Mark's trusted you. You're now like the other person in the podcast and you're doing interviews on your own. And Mark's growing. He's understood that he has to release some of the control mm. over that. <laughs> someone else. It's hard. So, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, I hope I'm not disappointing. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's good good tip uh everyone find yourself a dave clayton no i can't um hannah have you got any questions because we probably have to wrap this up so uh, i don't think so i think i've asked all the ones i wanted to ask so awesome yeah. well with that dave, it's been really great meeting you for the first and time you too. and again this is a perfect example of connections like mark is our connection and <laughs> exactly and yeah. um yeah so dave what's your best purchase under a hundred dollars oh my best purchase under a hundred dollars is um street graphics plugins nice. i know i know i know a little bit biased but you know what if you are a graphic designer and you rely heavily on adobe illustrator and and i told you now to write down the three things about adobe illustrator that annoy the heck out of you we probably have a plugin that resolves that issue and now it's 99 quid for everything. And you should see the stuff that's coming out. Do you know what's really funny? It's just quickly before we go, mm. is I've been part of the community of Street Graphics is I've been trying to get designers to kind of open up to using plugins and understanding what we do, that we're not a gimmick. We posted something the other day. I'll tell you what, my social media just went ping, ping, well, ping. The shadows, all these, of all these designers that I've been trying to get ages going, mm. oh my God what is this magic and it's <laughs> taken three years but if you're a designer and we've got some there's there's some offers and things that we do and we've got a webinar every two weeks and we've got a slack channel and that but yeah for 99, get on quid, this. 99 pounds is there a link that i could put in the description uh just astutegraphics.com cool i'll do that yeah it's um yeah definitely definitely check those out um where can people find you dave and speak to you uh just put it's Dave Clayton. So ITS, Dave Clayton in any social media and, and I'll be there. Nice. Yeah. Um, and if I can throw throw something in about the book, if you yeah, yeah. if you if you're yeah. a graphic designer and you want to learn and you should if you're a graphic designer, in fact if you're a graphic designer and you don't know how to use InDesign, shame on you. <laughs> Regardless of me having a book, because InDesign is probably one of the most powerful apps in the Adobe Suite that is used the most everything around you every book in mark's office was made in in design or cork express and every magazine and every brochure and every everything that you pick up day to day designed in indesign photoshop and illustrator are the pretty stuff you put in it but if you do want to learn in design you're a bit nervous about it there's a book called how do i do that in indesign and it's about 15 quid and it's just one page tells you how to do one thing how do i do this thing if you want to there's a chapter about text so there'll be all stuff text chapter about pictures chapter about tables when this um, when this podcast goes out we're going to be giving three copies away as well so yeah yay <laughs> i told my actually like, another short plug-in i told my professor about that book because he one thing he struggles in is indesign as a professor at my university um but he he he's struggling teaching us about indesign i was like well hey i know this guy dave who wrote a book like how to do that in indesign i think he ordered it so oh cool well, Mark, if, 
<laughs> joke, joking aside, if you want to give away, no, I don't pop, mean that. No, I've literally just ordered them on Amazon. Have you? Yeah, mate. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's investing. Good lad. <laughs> no, you've done too much for me, and this podcast has realised. Um, and we also realised, you know, like so later on, support people, and I, I don't think I've given you enough support yet. Um, obviously, financial reasons have been tough over the last couple of months. So, and now I finally got a job. But not just that. I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't know, have to be. It doesn't have to be financial. But it's nice as well to give give back in, in yeah. that sort of way and give you uh, 22p or whatever book you make uh on amazon <laughs> <laughs> um no but seriously, seriously, yeah. it's nice yeah. it's nice it's nice to do stuff like that so share your book and get it out to people um what am i saying now uh yeah thank you very much no, really do appreciate you. this thank you i always enjoy talking about this so thanks for having me Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something from it. As I said, this one is, a, is an important one for young designers, especially um, building up friends and, and making uh, connections with the industry. It's been absolutely massive to my career and getting this new job. Um, I've, re- I've also done a podcast on Dave's podcast. Um, I've been on a podcast. Um, he shoots, he draws podcast with Dave. Um, that comes out next week. So uh, do go check that out. I'll link it down in the description when it comes out. Um, I'll also put it onto the blog post version of this podcast on the creativewaffle.club website. Um, I think it's probably the most open I've been uh, on a podcast and it's probably the most transparent I've been and, and there's some real uh, epiphanies happen in that podcast. So please do go and check that out as well. Uh, he shoots, he draws. Also Dave's book. There you go. How to do that in InDesign. Um, amazing book. Uh, really, really useful for people starting out especially. But also to brush up on your InDesign skills, which I think most designers will, will admit it's probably their least favourite uh, programme out of Photoshop, Illustrator and InDesign. So yeah, um, do go and check that out as well. I'll leave it down in the description below. Um, thank you very much for listening to this podcast. And I'll see you next week for another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast.